0: Hello and welcome back to Agents Represent. I'm Daniel and I'm one of your hosts. Today's episode is going to be an archived episode, a convention episode. We had previously done convention episodes before, but not with multiple guests. And this was the first time that we had done one. Uh, This took place at Fan Expo Canada and features our good friends Banana and Sen. Uh, We talked about their upcoming game tentatively titled Jiangxi in the Banquet Hall. We talked about you know, the Chinese-American experience, restaurants, and growing up in them, and how the supernatural can tie families together. It was a great episode, but full disclosure, the audio on my end, so the, the mic that I was inputting into, was a little messed up. Uh, Sen and Banana, their audio was fantastic. And uh, so yeah, when you're listening to me, it's not the greatest audio, but... You know, we will make do and do better next time. That being said, I have a couple of announcements. From October 10th to the 13th, I will be in Walnut Creek, California for Big Bad Con. So if you're going to Big Bad Con, hit us up on Twitter. Hit me up on Twitter and uh, let us know that, uh, that you're going to be there. I, I want to meet up with you. I want to talk to fans of the show. If you're a creator... Uh, I want to try to get in some interviews, maybe do like 10-minute interviews. We'll, we'll figure something out. Second thing, uh, and this is a, a big piece of news for me, a big sort of personal and I guess professional uh, announcement. For the past two years, I've been working on my game Ross Rifles, and we actually released the first episode of our actual play deep dive into it uh, last month, and it's finally going to be on Kickstarter. So from October 4th to November 4th, Ross Rifles will be on Kickstarter, and I would really appreciate your support. It could be through backing it. It could be through spreading the word on Ross Rifles. Um, But yeah, I've been working on this for a long time, and it's kind of been my way of ensuring that there is a Chinese-Canadian voice in the history of the— of, like, the First World War, the greatest war, some might say. And I'm very excited for it to be on Kickstarter. I'm very excited for us to, you know, bring these tales of omitted history onto the tabletop and hopefully, you know, into the minds of people who aren't just in Canada but All over the world. So Ross Rifles is going to be on Kickstarter from October fourth to November fourth, and I would really appreciate your support through uh, backing it or or even just sharing it uh, with somebody who you think would enjoy the project. Um, But that being said, I'm going to uh, get straight into this interview featuring uh, our good friends Sen and Banana, and we're going to be talking about Jiangshi in the banquet hall. And once again I'm so sorry for the quality of the audio. Uh, we will fix this. Enjoy. Okay. This, this is actually our first ever convention
1: episode.
2: Ooh. Wow.
0: never recorded an episode of Asian convention.
2: Oh wow.
1: I feel yeah. honored.
0: Like it, it, especially in this sort of setting. I've recorded at like a hotel before, but this is the first time we're actually sitting in a hallway there's people everywhere there's like I think that's Peter Parker that's definitely a Jedi of some sort <laughs> and I want to say a very very hip looking reporter oh it's oh, Clark it's Kent. Kent. okay <clears throat> I, I really smart. fucked that one up
1: <laughs> that's okay I fucked that one up Peter I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Marvel guy that's why
0: um, but yeah well, this is the first time I've ever recorded a podcast while sitting in a hallway in a busy thoroughfare but it's the only time that I can get you two together.
1: Mm, probably true. Yeah,
2: probably that's true. definitely in person, true. Yeah.
0: In person. Yeah. So do you want to introduce yourselves? Veteran return, returning <laughs> guest that you represent.
2: Thanks for having me again. My name is Banana Chan. I am a role-playing game designer and a writer for board games. I also have uh, my own company called Game in a Curry, which publishes board games. And I am very glad that I pressured you into doing this. You, did you didn't pressure me to. I do this. feel like I pressured you. Yeah, yeah, I, I felt pressure. Like... I really <laughs> wanted to have
0: Sen on as well. No, not just not just to have you on, but I also wanted to talk to Sen.
1: Cool. Uh, my name is Sen Fung Lim. I use he/him pronouns, and I'm a board game designer from London, Ontario, Canada. I'm a psych prof by day and a game designer by night, and I've been in role playing for years and years and years, like more decades than you can probably count. And um, Banana and I have been starting to work on designing role-playing games together. Uh, So we're kind of merging all of our mutual loves for gaming and creating interesting and new products.
0: Nice. I think you really both are underselling. Who you are in this industry. First of all, like pioneers. I, in, in my mind, okay. in my mind, When I went first, wow. first started Asians Represent, I was like, okay, we made a list of all the people who we needed to have on the show, who would bring value to the show and would have really, really good insight. And both of you were on that original list. We had you on. We talked about Cyberpunk, yeah. talked about Block Wars, Judge <laughs> Dredd, uh, Game & Curry. Um, but now it's time to talk about Chinese restaurants.
1: Yeah, Which is a giant
0: like 180 From cyberpunk and cops who just dispense the law at their own discretion.
2: That's not far off, to be honest, because at this, I mean, in the game that we're writing, uh, Sena and I were writing Jiangxi in the Banquet Hall. I feel like there are cops that that do terrible things in that as well.
1: (laughs) Yeah, or or have the possibility of doing uh, really kind of oppressive and racist things uh, towards the protagonists of the story game.
0: So we're on theme, then. Instead of doing a 180,
1: we're on theme. Yeah, we're kind of on theme. And it's more
0: Asian.
2: Yeah, It's more Asian. So do you
0: want to break down what the game is for for the audience? Sure. might not have ever heard you talk about it or introduce it at a con.
2: Yeah, of course. Um, So the game that Sen and I are working on is called Jiangshi in the Banquet Hall. It's a tabletop role-playing game where... The players take on the roles of family members uh, running a Chinese restaurant in the 1920s in uh, somewhere in the U.S. or Canada. So it deals a lot with uh, with racism and you know oppression of the time, but also at nighttime, uh, Jiangxi, hopping vampires come out and try to wreak havoc mm-hmm. and kill you. Yes,
0: in, specifically in the restaurant.
2: Yes. Yep, pretty Sometimes. much. yeah. <laughs> yeah. most okay. of the time. <laughs> yeah.
0: so that's awesome. So wait, like, who are the? So wait, this is a role-playing game, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So who who are the protagonists embodying?
2: Uh, so you are each a character, uh, each a family member. Um, so there's a family, uh, usually of four. So you could be a um, you know a parent, a child, or a grandparent. Uh, so it goes through like several generations. Yeah, it's that
1: classic multi-generational. Chinese family running a restaurant to survive in a white man's world.
0: That's your, that's your Kickstarter pitch right there.
1: <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> that. That's awesome. Because
0: when you first told me that you were doing a, a Chinese game about Jiangxi and restaurants, it immediately like spoke to me. It's like a little bit about me. My grandfather mm-hmm. um, was one of those like early, uh, early Chinese Canadians who set up restaurants in Toronto. They mm-hmm. owned restaurants like all over the city. And my mom grew up in Chinese restaurants um, and, you know, the kinds of restaurants that would try to cater to white people, you know, in order to keep business. Mm-hmm. And so my mom has this thing where she always has to eat an egg roll wherever she goes to, like, Mandarin or one of those buffets because it reminds her of her childhood. Right. Oh. When they did, like, you know, spaghetti and hot dogs. and they, they offered, like, stuff that was, like, not really Asian. And so my mom has, like, mad nostalgia for that. Of course, and, like, Jiangxi movies are super awesome, especially in, like, 80s Hong Kong cinema. Yes.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. So, like,
0: when you said that, I'm, like, I'm super down. But what I didn't know was that the core sort of group of characters are going to be a family. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is super awesome. And I hope, like, the grandma is really badass.
1: Oh, badass grandma is totally a meme. (laughs) Yeah. Totally a thing in the game. It always happens. Like, we don't necessarily write the grandma as a badass, they always end up being the badass I tend to push it that way I know I know they're
0: they're keepers of knowledge but also dispensers of family justice
1: yeah Yeah. they're the holders of the wooden spoon right so
0: that brings back so many like like memories I'm like clutching my butt on the wooden spoon (laughs) like that that Asian upbringing
2: (laughs) oh no (laughs) she's
0: actually in the banquet also like I get the Jiangxi thing. They're like an iconic Chinese monster. Yeah, mm-hmm. is it just going to be that kind of monster. Are they going to literally be vampire hunters?
2: So they the Jiangxi sort of manifests the horrors of living during that time, and um, you know all the stuff that the family has to go through, trying to s- stay together, um, right. while you know maintaining who they are, uh, you know and going through like all the oppression that they have to, you know, they have to just live through. Um so that's kind of what the jengshi represent in this game. So, yeah. so
0: what of the jengshi specifically for people who who aren't familiar with this monster. It's like it's a pretty iconic monster in Chinese culture, mm-hmm. for those who don't know, but
1: have never heard of the Hopping Vampire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you have a better explanation of the Hopping oh, Vampire.
2: So, <laughs> the Hopping Vampire, a little bit of background on what they are. Uh, many, many years ago, uh, these monks, uh, these Taoist monks, I believe, uh, decided that it would be a good idea to uh, enchant these bodies that they were delivering from one space to another uh, because they have to get them to a burial site. So they decide, hey, why don't we just make them hop over to the burial site so that way we don't have to carry them or we don't have to, um, you know, put them on a cart or something. Uh, so that happens. They put some pieces of paper on their foreheads and that's how they started moving them they, towards these their burial talisman. sites.
0: Not just paper. Oh, talisman. yeah,
2: these talismans. Uh, in the game, we call them spirit paper. Yeah. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah. And uh, suddenly, you know, one of them runs amok and that becomes a thing. That yeah. people have to people have to fix <laughs> or solve. Yeah, <laughs> so nice.
1: the idea behind the Jiangxi is really that they're they're really like an an analogy in our game to like horror and oppression and racism and all those things. It's like, oh just one more thing
2: right, and right. um mm-hmm.
1: So, for people who are listening who don't know about Jiangxi, they're not really, like, blood-sucking. They're more, like, psychically sucking your soul out, your energy out, your qi. Yeah,
0: like, um, almost, like, emotion draining.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, the idea of vampires that, you know, weigh you down and slowly, you know, drain the life and resistance out of you mm-hmm. is sort of our not-so-subtle... Uh, <laughs> Comment on, you know, oppression in a society that maybe didn't really want you there. Right. Right. Yeah. And yet the family is struggling to survive, struggling to make themselves a part of the North American landscape. Um, yeah. So, yeah, they're not really vampire hunters. They're more like vampire survivors. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, is there a particular reason why you've picked the 1920s? Oh, yeah. I'm so yeah. curious about that. Because that's 100%. Like, yeah. post World War I. Right? Mm-hmm. Chinese people still aren't really considered citizens. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but it's also like decades removed now from the Chinese Exclusion Act, which still hasn't been abolished. Mm-hmm. Who had it? No, it, it hadn't. hadn't. Not right. yet. No. So, why why the 1920s?
2: So, specifically for San Francisco, this was written around San Francisco. Um, but of course, there are different Chinatowns that you can play in. Uh, but when we started writing, we wanted to uh, have a setting that was after all these different things that had happened in San Francisco. For example, the fire, the earthquake, yeah. the plague, like all these things. Um, this restaurant when the we Tong were writing. Wars. Yeah, exactly. The Tong Wars. Like this restaurant has survived like the test of time. And now we're in like the 1920s where it still survives. And, you know, now we have all these different generations that have lived through like all this crap that's happened.
0: Right, so they're 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 hardened people.
1: Exactly. Yeah, yeah there's some resiliency built in mm-hmm. um, to the older generation, and it's at a time where the younger generation might be a little more enchanted by the Western society, right? And right. all the trappings of those things, right? Also,
0: oh, they're more we- the wet. Almost like you see, like, the westernized youth and the very traditional older generation. Yep.
1: And that's why we wanted to make it multi-generational, because we wanted to think about forces. The whole idea, really, is what forces are ripping the family apart and what forces are holding the family together. Mm -hmm. And the... Well, we talked about the talisman papers already, the spirit papers, that... um, That's how you dispel the Jiangxi. But in the game, what you have to do is, as a team, as the family, come up with one thought or one phrase that has held your family together for that session. Oh, very cool. And then you stick it on the Jiangxi's head and the Jiangxi are dispelled for that night. But every day you have to come up with a new thing that held your family together. So it's
0: about togetherness. It's about, you know, maintaining that togetherness. Yeah.
1: It's about, you know, maintaining your identity as a Chinese person within America or Canada Mm -hmm. where you're not the minority. Oh, sorry, where you're not the majority, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's super cool.
2: Yeah, and each character also has a hope and dream, mm-hmm. so they have hopes and dreams of their own. So, say for example, uh, someone from an older generation, maybe they want their child to take over the business, but the child, their hopes and dreams are to become a jazz musician. So there's that sort of conflict there as well.
0: Oh, very cool, like like all of us kind of. Yeah. You know, yeah. Felt growing up.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, I'm sure. Other
1: people feel that um, in terms of, you know, not Chinese people. But there's very much, I think, and it's stereotypical, but it's also, you know, our lived experiences that our parents have these very distinct hopes and dreams for us because they sacrifice so much to move to North America. Yeah. Um, and if you understand the history of the uh, the Chinese Exclusion Acts and the head tax and all that kind of stuff. The acts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're talking about things that were... Made by law to keep us out of this country our ancestors out of this country and yet they still came and they still sacrificed and all of that kind of stuff is very very important to think about and to play in a game and live through it through the game I think is is interesting
0: that was very cool now I know a lot of people are probably listening and thinking like so from a systematic perspective what's the game going to look like are you? Is it a diceless RPG? Is it going to be cards? Like, what are you folks using?
2: So we're using a set of D8s. and yes. oh, a set
0: of D8, like yeah. custom D8s? No, 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 just D8s. Lot, nah. Lots and lots of D8s.
2: It's just a lot of D8s.
0: Okay, so di- dice pooling, eight, because for the significance?
2: Yes. Yeah. Ah, I
0: was like, can't have D4s in this game. Oh. Unless you want to have negative things.
2: Well, if you so, roll a four. Yeah. Um, Sen, do you want to explain? Yeah, sure. I mean,
1: it's, it's dice pooling and if you for every four you roll you must eliminate your highest roll so oh, like if you roll a cool. bunch of fours and like see you roll two fours three fives and a six you'd take out one of the fives and one of the sixes from your pool and be left with two fives oh, damn yeah.
0: so you really have like allowed aspects of Chinese culture to permeate into the, the, the mechanics of the game as well yeah, yeah. I
2: that's, mean why not yeah why not that's <laughs> super
0: awesome I mean I'm I'm really into that, actually. So this is like a brand new system. You've you've devised this. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a name for it?
1: Nope. I'm so
2: curious. Nope, we don't have a system name. The banquet
0: hall system. Yeah,
1: (laughs) and the funniest thing is we originally were not going to use dice at all. It was going to be uh, these Taoist divination tools. Cool. uh, Yeah. Because we had thought, like, what other cool thing could we use um, other than a Jenga tower or something like that? And so we thought, you know, what is the Chinese, like, randomizer? And so we thought originally about, you know, the sticks that you shake. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then we found uh, jiaobei, which are the, like, the half moon mm-hmm. things that you can throw. And depending on how they land, you can get different results. The problem is that they almost never land in one position. And oh, we needed more variants, so we went with the yeah. dice. Yeah. But okay. We then re-injected, you know, some culture into it with the eights and the fours.
0: That's super smart. And, and four, do you want to explain why the eights and fours are significant? So for those, because I know that like a lot of the listeners of Asians represent mm-hmm. aren't actually Asian,
2: which is super cool, which is yeah. really awesome. That's thank so, you very much. a learning yeah. opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Um, so eight uh, in Chinese, a lot of words sound like other words. So eights sound a lot like um, luck or fortune, uh, whereas fours sound a lot like death. So that's yeah. why <laughs> uh, fours are bad and eights are good.
0: When my when my parents were like buying their first house, like the house that I well, I guess their second house, the house that I grew up in, my dad would take my brother and I around the neighborhood. They're like, we almost bought that house, but your mom said no because I had four in it. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So we lived in Forty Four Boundary Road when I grew up, and it was like. I don't know why my parents picked that. What? But Before I was, was really upset. Eight, but four alone. Oh, I know. Mm. And so oh, and I just got a phone for my youngest and the phone number is what is it? Well, don't call it, but it's uh, <laughs> You don't have to say the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, not the area code, but the the numbers are three eight eight five eight eight eight. Oh wow. wow. Yeah. So he's like Uber does, Chinese. Uber Chinese. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we were super lucky. And my oldest son, who was with me when he got that, he's like, oh, "He's got a better number than I do because he only has like three eights in his number." <laughs> so.
0: Wow. I have yeah. no eights. I've got a, I've got two fours in mine. Oh, <gasps> I know. Actually, yeah, I've got nothing good.
2: Yeah, I've got nothing good either. Nothing good. Nothing yeah. even. You
0: can't even add anything up to make eight. <laughs> Actually, you can. Two numbers. Two numbers. You can. I almost forgot my phone number. <laughs> what I think I'll do is I'll like, well, I'll like edit this. So I won't put every single number of your, your kid's phone number in, <laughs> in, 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 into this podcast. It's, it's okay.
1: <laughs> he won't pick it up. Um, so the other kind of mechanics that we have during the day is, um, I don't know, did you ever get to work at any of your grandfather's restaurants? A I guess I did. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Ooh. so you know the regimen that you go through to prepare every morning um, and at night what you have to do. So we built that into the game as well, where there's a task list that you have to divide up between the family. You know, who's going to hang the barbecue? Who's going to oh, start cool. the broth? Mm-hmm. Who's going to clean all the things? Who's yeah. going to do all these things? And the problem is that every morning you w- wake up and you roll a D8 to find out how much resilience you have for that day. And you spend resilience to do these tasks. And what happens eventually is that you run out of yeah, it's resilience. Like literally your spoons. Right. Yeah, 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 exactly. And so you run out of the ability to take all these tasks in hand and what happens to your restaurant when that, ha- when that fails and how does that present to you know your customers who may or may not be, you know, part of the oppressive society
0: right. so yeah. are they using like rice to ward off the Chengxi oh yeah. That? yeah yeah yeah
2: vinegar rice roosters yeah, yeah. so spirit, Sunlight. Papers,
0: spirit <laughs> papers and because this is my experience Does the family live above the restaurant
1: yeah yeah usually oh, awesome. <laughs> this brings back memories
0: <laughs> the last restaurant that my grandfather owned was in niagara falls oh wow and we used to drive down at least once a year to go to the restaurant yeah and my brother and i would just like it was this big buffet that catered to tourists yeah who, We were always Chinese. It was like the only Chinese restaurant in this one area. And my brother and I would just be running around the restaurant trying to help out or trying to not have to work. Right. Nice. Just trying to eat the ice cream. (laughs) Then I became lactose intolerant. So I think that's karma. (laughs) (laughs) It is. is. But this is bringing back like a lot of memories of like when you were describing like, oh, yeah, you know, working in the restaurant and then living above the restaurant. I just immediately started... During that restaurant yep. the Autumn Moon restaurant in Niagara Falls which is mm-hmm. sadly no longer there Aww, but that's know. okay my grandfather retired and now he's happy yeah.
2: yeah he lived up his hopes and dreams yeah <laughs> dreams,
1: hopes and dreams yeah. he
2: did
0: so the vampire the Jiangxi comes about and is just fucking shit up during the day how does it factor into the narrative
2: so each day actually has um four quarters so you have early morning you have afternoon um uh, Nighttime and then late at night, the dead of night. So the Jiangxi don't actually come out until nighttime. In the daytime, right. you have to deal with you know the restaurant keeping it up and dealing with uh, customers. When nighttime happens, Jiangxi come out. You still have your customers. You still have to make sure that they don't get attacked by the Jiangxi, And uh, once the customers leave, then you still have to ward them off. That way, you can get some you know get some rest for the next day. So each day uh, in a campaign, we're not a campaign, but like a, a longer game. Uh, sometimes it could be a campaign. There are about five days. Right. And uh, with each day, you get a set of dice. So on the first day, you would get like five dice. Uh, the second day, you would get one dice taken away. So that's four dice. So each day gets a little harder and harder um, with your roll. So for that's your family pool? But yeah. you
1: also have individual dice. And individual dice are gained by... Um, Getting closer to your hopes and dreams. So mm-hmm. let's say that you're playing, Daniel's playing the grandfather, and the grandfather has a dream that, what, what would your dream be for a character? Oh, what was your, I, what I, would your I, grandfather's dream?
0: What my grandfather? Well, my grandma my, so my grandfather on my mom's side, he wanted me to become a doctor
1: okay so let's say he wanted you to become a doctor yeah and you as a character Daniel the character I Daniel become a doctor we know <laughs> but Daniel almost almost right uh, Daniel's character uh, you know sent in his college application then Daniel's grandfather's character would get a die in his individual pool. Mm-hmm. Um. And the individual pool can be rolled. When it's rolled, it's lost. Your family pool kind of keeps on. It's always there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can also use your individual dice to help other people as well. So lots of ways to gain and lose dice. Can yeah. your
0: individual hopes and dreams clash with the family pool?
1: Not with the family. They don't clash with the family pool, but they clash no. with each other.
0: They clash yeah. with- So you could actually do something that results in simply losing dice? Mm.
2: No. No, yeah, no you cool. spend your own dice.
0: Spend your own dice. Yeah.
2: Um, but also, um with uh you know, if you roll like your family pool and you fail a roll, you also get a die. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I
0: see. That's super cool. Now I want to play this. Yeah, you should. Like, yeah. Have you are you now actively playtesting it at cons? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah, we
1: did a couple actual plays um and we are you know, shopping it around to people, to publishers. I know it's weird sitting next to a publisher and she, she doesn't <laughs> want to publish her own stuff. No,
2: no, I do. It's oh, okay. just, I mean, you know, I'd rather have someone else. here easier. Yeah, it for is. sure. I'm not going to lie. It's definitely part
1: of it, right? <laughs> right. Um, but it, it was actually quite remarkable uh, going around at Gen Con talking to people about this game, and they're like, yeah, I'm totally into that. Yeah, yeah And I'm these These into are not that. Asian people we're talking about. These are, like, yeah. people from all different walks of life who are, like that resonates with me because my family immigrated from Russia or wherever yeah. it yeah, was, it's right? And immigrant
0: experience. Yeah, experience. Yeah.
1: It's a, that, that's our immigrant experience obviously is that our parents were from Hong Kong or mainland or somewhere. Yep. Mm-hmm. My parents are from Malaysia, but yeah. we all come from somewhere else. Yeah. And so do they. So do a lot of the other people who live in America and Canada and they realize that and they recognize that. And this is just that story of trials and tribulations of those people. And we embody the damage that is done, those little microaggressions or whatever, Mm -hmm. into some supernatural force. It almost,
0: in a way, demystifies that sort of Asian immigrant experience and makes it relatable to anybody. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that. Are you are any of you going to Big Bad Con? Yes. Yes. Okay, maybe we should play at a Big Bad Con.
2: Absolutely. It's on the schedule. Oh, isn't okay. it? Yes, I I it is it? Okay. I have it. Oh, that's oh, awesome. Oh, oh I, I forgot to know. tell you, sorry. <laughs> I wouldn't know I'm
1: not going. I'll be at Shucks. I'll be I'll be a couple <laughs> nice. hours north of you guys. I, I have
0: regrettably not really figured out my Big Bad Con schedule yet.
1: Well, well I'll include that on it. And Yeah, cuz I've
0: never been to San Francisco, so I'd really like to go see in Chinatown.
1: Oh, you hundred percent sure? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
0: awesome. uh, so I guess you've done a lot of research. Yeah. Um, so you know, with the fraternal organizations during the Tong Wars. Yeah. So my family actually comes from one of those. No seriously? Oh, yeah. You know the the four brothers. Yeah. Yeah. That's my grandfather's actually one of current those president of the Toronto oh, chapter.
1: Oh,
2: that's that. super cool. That's fraternal interesting. Fraternal
0: brotherhood that was once a criminal organization. Wow. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah.
1: I, I guess people, if you if you've never understood Tongs. Uh, They're not
0: triads. Yes, they're
1: not triads. They are community organizations for the protection of that community. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes they end up doing criminal things because... To help the community. To help the community. And to survive. And to survive. Because at that time, you know, it meant breaking some rules or some laws in order for that community to actually not... And it's not about prosperity. It's about just baseline survival oh, yeah. at some levels right yeah
0: chinatown in san francisco is basically china outside of china china right. in america but very very small
1: yeah and it's yeah. a really interesting history so um i don't know if you guys are gonna have time when you're down there but there's almost definitely a china chinatown museum oh i'm, talking I'm, about I'm that. already
0: budgeting a whole day just to do that yes oh awesome
2: maybe yeah. we could go together yeah we, we yeah. should yeah
0: so uh, it's something like i'm super curious about because the four brothers at long gong organization is still has a headquarters there. Their, their old school traditional headquarters is still there. Oh, wow. I really want to go.
1: Yeah, you yeah. should. Yeah. And
0: so I when you when you talk about like you know, early 20th century Chinese communities, like you're speaking right to my heart and I'm yeah. sure you're speaking to so many people who are listening to this podcast who are either Chinese or who aren't. Yeah. And have you know, come from an immigrant family. I mean, really, we're all immigrants to, to North America.
2: Yeah.
1: Except um, the people, except who are the indigenous, indigenous people. people who have
0: been here since time immemorial. Yeah, right? mm-hmm. and so I think this is a very relatable story. Now, speaking of other people, we've got questions.
2: Oh, here we go. We've got oh. questions. I think um, I know who they're from. <laughs> yeah,
0: and I'm expecting you to be extra savage.
2: I w- will try. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, we've got some who aren't.
2: Oh, we'll go through who those are, first. Aren't Ken. Oh,
1: okay, good. Okay, <laughs> nice mode. Okay, question: Favorite board games.
0: And I feel like, Sen, you're, like, pretty well-known, like, board game designer.
1: Oh, sure, What's I guess. your favorite
0: board game? It can't be Kingdom Rush, the board game.
1: No, um, my favorite board game, uh, so I have two that I'll mention. Uh, the first one is Basari, um, and it's an older game by Rudiger Dorn, I think. I think it's Rudiger Dorn. Uh, and it's amazing. It is a game that you don't play with ever, don't ever play with four players, only three players and it's basically a negotiation game that's uh, dice based around a track. So it's a game that I don't think gets enough love, but it's really fun because you're negotiating and it's all open information, so my brain really likes that. And the second one is also a negotiation game. For some reason, I really like negotiation. It's I'm the Boss by Sid Saxon, and there should be a current version of that by Eagle Griffin Games. I don't know if there's a current version of Basari. If there is, it would be by Out of the Box which I don't know if they're current at all. Uh, But I'm the Boss is this game where you're basically uh, trying to negotiate with other players how many shares of a transaction you get. And you have cards that can allow you to take over the bid. So let's say Daniel and Banana are trying to divvy up a a deal. And it's, say, a a 5 point deal and banana says well i've contributed the most so i'll take three and you get two right. And daniel's says, yes i agree with you and they're ready to make the deal and i slam down my card that says no i'm the boss and so i'm going to divvy up this deal and you get one you get one i take three and you're like but you didn't contribute any cards to it how is that fair i said well no you give me that or i'm going to sink this deal and daniel says screwed i'm the boss and he plays another i'm the boss card Ooh. and now daniel says look i gave two cards you gave three cards to this." I'm still going to take three, but you're going to get 2 Send. Sen, we're cutting you out of the deal entirely. Right? And so it's just this fun, frenetic game That's about a loose deal. a
0: friends game. I like yeah, that. Yeah, it
1: is. Kind of. I like that. I like it. It's it's really fun. Uh, also, classic. Uh, Sid Saxon is, is one of the classic kind of fathers of modern board gaming. So Sweet.
0: Okay, banana.
2: Uh, oh, gosh. Okay. so the spot. Yeah. Um, so I haven't played a board game in a while, except for... Mintworks? I played Mintworks recently. Oh, cool. Which um, one? The tin one. Yeah, yeah. The I don't know. Are there different variants?
1: Yeah. So there's like... Um, well, each of them has its own little thing.
2: Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I don't know which version I played, but that was a lot of fun. Uh, you are basically trying to... Col- it's a small little worker placement game uh, that is... It comes in a tin, and it looks like little mints, but they're not their player tokens oh that's super cool yeah so
1: the whole the whole ethos of that that system is that everything has to fit inside a mint tin like an altoid size tin right and all the pieces are or the majority of the pieces are like they look like mints yeah so
0: easy to lose yeah it is not for (laughs) not for use around children
1: yeah probably not i
0: I have two like they're recent board games the first one is photosynthesis
1: oh that's really good okay I
0: love photosynthesis why I think it's pretty yes it is I think it's super pretty and I was at Queen City Conquest not this year but last year and they had like an open like a play to win thing and right. I was like oh this game looks pretty and I played it and then I played it again and again and then and I and played again. it again and then I played <laughs> it again
1: and then I bought it and Queen City is the one in Buffalo in Buffalo right yeah which we never go to why don't we go to that one?
2: I have no... Idea. That's it's like, our it's midway point. Color. It's like the midway point yeah. between both of us. We should do that. We should do that. What is
1: it?
0: It's... This year it was in July. Last year it was around this time. Okay. It was like a week after Fan bro
1: Oh. Okay. Maybe that's why we don't go. Yeah. yeah it's probably why close. you don't go.
0: Yeah. 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 It cuts it close. Time off and school. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, photos... That, I really like it because... So, prior to you know starting my new job, I worked... In like science communication yeah yeah and i think it's really great for that reason
1: okay cool second one is happy salmon happy salmon oh awesome. yeah I'd that's a great one happy salmon. we got it we're doing the happy salmon okay. thing right now
2: oh wait i thought it was like that it is like it oh, okay. is but we're close, <laughs> we're close. Oh, okay gotcha
0: so you'll have to figure out what we just did but i just made it weird i went eh, what we did. <laughs> but i introduced happy salmon to my co-workers and we play it every morning
1: Oh, it's a really nice thing. Yeah, it's oh, a great way to start the day. Yeah.
0: yeah love Happy Salmon. That's awesome. Um, and another one called... Um, oh, damn it. I forgot what it's called. Well, explain brain. the game. Okay, so it's it's a card game. Brain something. A black and white box. And you have these cards. And they have very ambiguous, uh, minimalistic designs on
1: them.
2: Okay.
0: And you set a timer. And then everybody who's playing is supposed to write out whatever they think it could be.
2: Okay. Oh. Yeah
0: forget what it's called oh neat i want to say brain scoop but i don't think that's it
1: like um, like not like rorschach tests no it
0: like one of them it could be like a square okay it's like oh what is a square a box uh whatever
2: right oh now that i think about it i have another favorite but go I on got sorry that when, in, on. Uh,
0: when i went to new york actually cool
2: hmm. yeah
0: i got it at some some place joe joe D. took me there
2: is it uh complete strategist yes it was
0: there, that's where actually. everybody goes. <laughs> that's where <laughs> everyone goes yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, i miss joe
2: yeah. What's your other one? Yeah. Do you have another uh, one? Fake artist goes to New York. Yeah. Fake yeah. Artist. What was That one? That's the one where one of you is a fake artist and the rest of you are artists and you're trying to draw a thing with only one line. And as you go around the table, uh, the fake artist has to figure out what everyone's drawing, and everyone else has to, to figure to out in. who the yeah who the fake artist is. Oh, that's super so you, cool. you. When you're yeah.
1: drawing, you can't pick up the pen. So you draw a line as long as you want, but you don't want to give away too much information. Because then the fake artist will know what to draw. Like if I start drawing like something that looks like a bunny ear, oh, the then fake gonna artist know. is going to go, oh, "I'm just going to draw a cotton tail," and then they'll fit in, right? Yeah, but you don't want that.
0: Oh, that's super cool. Yeah, it's that's really, really good. good. There's a board game that I really wanted to play for the longest time, but haven't had a chance to. Secret Hitler. Okay. I haven't played it yet? It's another like pretty looking board game.
1: Did, yeah, it, I haven't played it. It's pretty pretty looking. It's yeah. okay.
2: Next question. Yeah. Hit me with the Kens.
1: I'm Just not gonna, kidding. I'm not going to hit you with the kids until the
2: end. Okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> okay.
0: So, um, question is like, since this is about Chinese food,
2: mm-hmm.
0: favorite Chinese dish.
2: Oh, uh, that's I a know this really is a good question. One. This is really broad.
0: I know you could you can you can throw out like two or three.
1: Um, okay, so I like anything with tendon or tripe.
0: Ooh, I I'm, love
1: tripe. I'm that kind of guy.
0: I love tripe. not a big fan of Tendon, but I love tripe.
2: Oh, Tendon is so good. So, okay. In terms of barbecue, definitely uh, tasu. Okay. Okay, yeah. And go, with the, go with the classics. Yeah. yeah, go with the classics, but then, like, appetizer-type dish, like jellyfish, like in Shanghainese cuisine. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, with, the, with,
1: the, oh, with the chilies. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah. And... Um, yeah, I'm salivating. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, also with the appetizers, uh, you know... Um, phoenix claws uh yeah. chicken feet chicken, chicken feet, feet. Yeah. Oh, yeah 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 i don't i don't
0: like chicken feet yeah really?
2: you're disowned
1: no because <laughs> it's just a lot of work
0: for very little payoff this is very mind. true oh, yeah, you it know, is like, either,
1: right so I, I, it's a... not it's
0: not a textual thing again it's like liver mm, live, or, live uh, give or take yeah okay okay yeah.
2: i can i can um, see that
0: for me i love shaolun bao yeah um, oh yeah but when i was living in shanghai i actually had a shaolun bao with crab meat inside All balls oh. inside the pork right row where they what? folded it
2: the fancy, kind. The fancy like super kind yeah
0: and then there's this other dish and i don't know what it's called in chinese but it's this, a giant bamboo basket and it's rice with crab meat and then they an egg and okay. then they put a dungeness crab the rest of the crab in it and they steam the whole thing
1: oh that sounds good oh I yeah okay.
0: i have a i have a picture of it actually on my phone because i love it that much it's this dish
2: Oh! Okay, yeah. yeah, and I don't okay, know what yeah. it's called either. But yeah, those
0: are those are my two.
1: Are yeah, my that's a good two. one.
2: Oh, yeah. uh, actually something that my grandmother used to make was, uh, this is going to sound gross in English, but it's... Um... <laughs> yeah, every, I think
1: all Chinese food really does sound kind of gross in English.
2: Yeah, they're uh, meat-stuffed glutinous balls. Yeah, <laughs> of course.
1: Good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. I
2: don't know how to call Like, What, no, what do just, you call yeah. them? Are they wrapped? we're uh, not wrapped? No, it's just like these, um, it's like... They're like a little little thing, right? Uh, how do you say Wait, it? Just no, like, a, like glutinous material? or They're like rice? a, it's like a glutinous uh, skin. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. get it.
0: it. It's not like a dumpling, though.
2: It's not like a dumpling. because okay,
0: there's, there's another thing that I'm thinking of that also has a glutinous shell. Yeah, um, yeah. With meat.
2: I wonder if it's the same thing. Are we th- same, what do you call it in Chinese? Um, yo. Uh, uh, oh, f- fuck! I forgot. <laughs> Crap! I've assimilated too much. <laughs> I'll get back to you on that. Okay. All
0: right. We'll figure it out. Now, we we're
2: going into and- show notes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we're go to the Kens because there oh. are a lot of oh, Kens. No. Uh, all the
2: Kens.
0: Pen. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip some of the Kens. I'm gonna go for the good ones.
2: Oh really? Yeah. I could take I could take it.
0: Okay, the first one's kind of like a, a like a, a throwaway. Oh. Is the world ready for Junji in the banquet hall? Fuck yes. yeah. I think the world, it's not that the world's ready, the world needs it.
2: Yeah, I think so.
0: And if you're a publisher.
2: It's like Batman. Yeah, it's like
0: Batman. Yeah. It's yeah. like Batman. <laughs> <They're> just underappreciated. <laughs> no, I appreciate both of you. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay, after you complete your takeover of the games industry, which industry will you target next?
2: Probably
1: weed.
0: That's a good one. That's a good one.
1: That, that's an interesting prospect. Um,
0: got to beat up Mike Tyson with the Tyson Ranch. You that? <laughs> no? What? Yeah, Mike Tyson's gonna, <laughs> is opening up a luxury weed ranch. They a, that's a vacation destination, Ooh.
2: and he's got like a podcast and everything. Mike
0: Tyson is big in weed.
2: No way! Yeah. Wow! Wow! Super big in weed.
1: Well, I, was th- I was actually thinking like fashion?
2: Oh, oh fashion. yeah, actually, yeah, scratch weed. We're going fashion. We're going fashion. Yeah.
0: I would go into the weed business.
2: <laughs> it's going to be super lucrative. It is, but... Yeah, but, I mean, seriously, come on.
0: That's true, I guess. <laughs> no, I'm still sticking with the weed <laughs> So, we got two for fashion and one for the weed business. Okay. If you were going to bake Ken, your rival, a kind of cake, what would it be?
2: I thought you were just going to end that sentence <laughs> if you're gonna there. Like... If you were going to sure. bake Ken... <laughs> um, I... Wait, so... Like a like any sort of baked good or cake, a, cake. a cake. Has to be cake. It has to be cake. Well, I would make a vegan cheesecake because that does not require baking, and Ken does not deserve my baking.
1: Real? Yeah, that, yeah, that's that's Riff. kind of right wow. to the heart of the matter. Wow! <laughs> Dagger in back, probably in the front actually. <laughs> Dang! She like walks right up to you, Ken, and like bam! Just
2: Dagger stab. Okay. Take that, Ken.
0: Last one. Last one. It's the last Ken question, and we're going to end this podcast with a Ken question because I know you want to see something to Ken.
2: After. Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: Okay. What? And it's a good one. It's the, let me go <laughs> back to this one. What game mechanic did you read and were like, I wish I came up with that.
1: Oh, there's a lot. And yeah, it could there's be, a lot. It could be board
0: games. I'm going to extend the question. It could be board games or RPGs.
1: So Jenga is my, my go to for everything. So Jenga. I mean Dread for sure. Uh is like How didn't I think of that, right? Yeah. Why didn't I think yeah. of something
2: so simple?
0: Okay, so it's gonna be Jenga.
2: I think uh Bree Sheldon and Whitney Delaglio, they are both working on selfie games and when I read their games I was like I want what, a selfie game? That's so simple. Like, of course. So I think um It's more like a journaling game. You're just, like, which I like. That's
1: why I liked your vlog game.
2: Oh, thank you. That was super fun. Yeah. Okay. Have you seen her vlog game? No. Oh, Oh. I have a vlog game. Yo, I wanna play (laughs) this. No, no, no. Tell them about it. It's super awesome. So, uh, it's a LARP. It's, uh, now it's coined as a live-action online role-playing game. Okay. Uh, coined by Jarrett, uh, Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a thing now. Okay. Um, you're a thing. It's a thing. Um, it's a thing. but it's not just my game. Okay. It's, like, I know, I know. I mean, it's like a classification yeah. of yeah. things. Yeah. Um, so it's called They're On to Me, and basically you are vlogging over a series of days, uh, up to seven days, and each vlog is a minute long of you uh, acting out as if the world is trying to get you so there's like aliens that are um invading earth and you're acting out as a conspiracy theorist yeah and like every day you get a little deeper into the shit you just yeah.
0: basically become alex jones if you're doing the alien you, you the conspiracy could you could route. if that's, you that's if up you, to you yeah
2: it really is so
0: like you know something that the world doesn't yeah the government's coming after you yes and yeah. every
1: day you vlog for a minute yep about that thing yeah.
0: I'm 100% going to do that and put that on the Asians represent socials. Yes, I'll
1: send you the game. Yeah, send it to me. It's, yeah, it's super simple and super awesome.
0: Vlogging kind of like hits me in like an emotional spot. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so when I was living in China, uh-huh. like I didn't know how to speak Chinese when I went there. Right. And so I was like learning as I was going and I was living alone oh. in this like very rural part of Shanghai and then rural parts of like um, like Zhejiang province. Oh. And the only thing that I did to pass the time was flaw. Wow I made 90 vlogs When I was in China actually, uh, I actually did like One a day for a month that's Oh It's wow. actually like, It's how I learned How to do video
2: That's really cool I'm
0: vlogging So like I want to do this I want to play this game now So send it to me I'll play it And then I'll post it On the Asia's Representative. Yeah, yeah 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 Yes Oh man and I super appreciate that We'll figure out What the conspiracy is Maybe I'll we'll let the listeners Yeah you know, Yeah just, yeah just yes. send me What you want the conspiracy yeah. to be We'll make I'll make a Twitter thread about it Yeah There yeah. are a
2: couple Of different versions of it Um the first one was uh, about aliens, and then the second one was about political stuff. I want
0: to do aliens or zombies. Yeah, yeah, Go all for it. all legit. Oh my god, or lizard people.
1: Yeah, even more legit.
0: Oh my god, I could just do they live. You seen that
1: movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I could do they live?
0: Yeah. Oh my god, my head is swimming with
1: ideas. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, so when we end every episode, I always ask the guests where people can find them on the internet. So where can people find you on the internet?
1: Oh, uh, the best place to find me on the internet is actually at Meeple Syrup. So um, I co-host a weekly game design podcast, vidcast thingy thingy. Uh, it's called Meeple Syrup. So if you're on Facebook, look us up at M-E-E-P-L-E-S-Y-R-U-P, Meeple Syrup. Um, and on Twitter, you can find me at Fung Lim,
2: S E N F O N G L I M. On Twitter... It's Banana Chan, by the way. It, on Twitter. <laughs> People you can, didn't know already. <laughs> yeah. um, you can find me on uh, at Banana Chan Games. I just changed my tag before it was banana underscore. Doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, my tag is B-A-N-A-N-A-C-H-A-N-G-A-M-E-S. And you can also find me on Facebook at Banana Chan Games. Nice. Oh, yeah, and
1: you be, have that whole thing. Remember the other day when I said somebody's, somebody's copying you.
2: Oh yeah so it, it was just her Yeah it was oh. just me No it was my public version Yeah her public oh. page versus the private page Yeah
0: um, And of course If you wanna You yeah. know